Hi everyone, this is 90.3 KRMU, you're listening to Movie Musts, I'm Mari. I'm Amber. And I'm Olivia. And this week, we are so excited, because it's <laughs> animation. We all have, okay, so we knew that this episode was probably going to derail a little bit, mm-hmm. because this is probably one of those genres where we can all agree it's kind of one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what did you say, Olivia? Animation is not... Animation is such... It's not really a genre. It's more of an art style that has told so many different stories and many different genres. And so it's... Yeah, it's harder to tackle as, like, trying to talk about it as a whole because that would take hours. And so just kind of picking out our favorite movies and talking about those is what we're going to be doing. Yeah, because... We have way too many <laughs> to k- to stay on track. Mm-hmm. So, and also there are going to be multiple movies that are kind of on each other's lists m- each at the same time. Absolutely. So, to start off, Amber, would you like to go first? <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I don't want to go first. I don't want to go first. Well, because I I guarantee you're going to name one that like is kind of all on our list. Okay. Um. Do we want to start with like the claymation types of animation? I think that's a good start mm-hmm. because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk about Coraline. Okay. Yes. Cause yeah. That's gonna say we're all. gonna talk about Corpse Bride. We're gonna talk about Nightmare Before Christmas. A lot of Tim Burton movies. A lot the of Tim Burton. Burton. The Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because <sighs> those are one of my favorites. Oh my god. So good. Do you want to give a little background for people who don't know a little bit about Tim Burton, Coraline, or something about that? Because I know you've you never <laughs> seen a Tim Burton movie. How are you living? I'm pretty sure you've probably seen one. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Anyways, it's like this guy just makes like gothic types of... Um, claymation. It's a gothic types of claymation. It's yeah. really mm-hmm. cool. Like Nightmare Before Christmas is the one that everyone has probably seen. Iconic. Yes. So what do you... Okay, Christmas or Halloween movie? Year yes. round. <laughs> <laughs> everyone asked me that. And I'm like, year round, what do you mean? Yes and yes. Mm-hmm. Because... I kind of, I'm one of those people where I'm like, okay, I don't like the discourse. Just watch it in November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just one of those where, because I'm kind of like all year round, because I just yes. love me some good Tim Burton. It's so good. So good. And then Coraline. Coraline oh is not by Tim Burton. I know, I know, I know. But Sorry. it is in the claymation category. Mm-hmm. Um, And if you haven't seen Coraline, it's based on a novel by Neil Gaiman. And basically, this little like eleven year old gets like this doll. It has button eyes, mm-hmm. and um, when she gets this doll, it's like the doll's actually spying on her and her family because she honestly just doesn't seem to see herself in a happy situation at that moment. And so then she moves into this house, and there's like a little door and everything. And then when she enters the door, it's like her most like her fantasy of yeah, like, her, her life wildest could be. dream yeah. her wildest dreams exactly yeah um and there's a whole story along with it and the doll and everything but i don't know it's spoilers yes um <laughs> w- honestly so we for the audience we recently we watched it mm-hmm. i watch it like every week <laughs> <laughs> good to know <laughs> um it's one of those where like the more you watch it the more you find out about it. Or, like, the like more, like, details. Yeah, that's yeah. why I love Claymation so much is because there's so much detail. You have to put detail into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the director of it? If not, <sighs> It's by Leica Studios. Um, and Leica Studios also does, like, Paranorman, 
Yes. And, um, I love Paranorman. Fun. They did Box Trolls. Box Trolls. They I did Kubo oh. and the Two Strings, which I've been is on my list. Oh. Henry Selleck. Oh, bruh. I could have. <laughs> like, I knew, but. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but iconic. We love those movies. <gasps> Technically, was Monkey Bone a little bit of claymation and a little yes. bit of animation yeah. as well? Um, so very clearly monkey bone um the movie with brendan fraser about i don't even know how to explain i so for the audience we recently all, all sat down oh. yeah. and watched it together it's like it's like this big actor um brendan he's a he's a yeah. no he's a he's a brendan writer he's a animator actor. He's an animator, animator. Yeah. he's the animator of like this like big time like series comic strip comic strip yeah. Yes. yeah and then you know like the the monkey the main character is named Monkey Bone and all yeah. that. And mm. then it all comes to life and everything. So, But essentially, Brendan Fraser's character has an accident and he gets sent to into a coma. Yes. Yeah. And it's him and his, ascent, uh, his creation, Monkey Bone, mm-hmm. living in the coma. and Which is like purgatory. Yeah. And first of all, Whoopi Goldberg playing death. <laughs> so... Cool. So please many do not, please do not stars. Please. I want to see because uh, I recently added added it. Do you want to see Whoopi Goldberg get her um, head blown off? Oh yeah, yeah. A porcelain face. Just you know, so many stunt actors for this movie. There's just so many weird. Scenes. I know. Yeah. That if I explain to you those scenes out of context, you'd be like, "What?" Yeah. But okay. Even in context, even you're like, "What?" what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God! Guess who the director is? Who? Henry Selleck. Are you Stop! serious? Stop! I'm serious. What? The director of Coraline is also the director. No way. Yes. <laughs> All hail Henry Selleck. Oh. You know what? Let's just talk about him. And now that I'm realizing it, there are so many parallels. Oh my God! Yeah, a little bit. Think about it, like uh, inspiration. Oh my gosh. Yeah, kind of Henry mental Selleck method. also yeah. did James and the Giant Peach and oh, yes. Night Before Christmas, Monkey Bone. Oh, uh, before like this movie is yeah, I seriously <laughs> like such a trip. And you also kind of I have to be honest, you have to kind of separate yourself a little bit from some of the humor because it has dated and it has kind of gotten a little cringe and distasteful at some places. Yeah, it's crude. Yeah, it's very crude. So cool. And like the costumes, the characters, like this, mm-hmm. even the side characters are so full with story. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's honestly so cool. And I want to, it left me wanting to know more about that world. Mm-hmm. It looks so weird. It felt kind of um, liminal. Yeah. It felt familiar. Yeah. But yet so not familiar. Yeah. But like very, f- I was weird. Again, it, was it weird. felt like a fever dream. Yeah. It did. Like I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. Like a few days later, Olivia and I were like, I'm still we're thinking, still about, thinking monkey. about Monkey Bone. <laughs> I had to add it to honestly like my favorite films list because obviously mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser. I mean, yeah, of course. My one and only. <laughs> just, everything came together so well. And I feel like even if they were to recreate it today, it would not do justice because mm-hmm. from the time and the style, how they did it, masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, back to where this train of thought started. I know. Um, we were talking about it because it's a mixture of live action and um, live action acting, mm-hmm. and um, two D animation, three D animation, and claymation. Like they yeah. throw all of it in. Yeah. 
and some like costume and really extravagant really extravagant costume yeah yeah is really cool again animation pays attention to the detail exactly it gave me a little bit of beetlejuice vibes it did it was um the way that i put it was beetlejuice meets Coraline meets brendan fraser yes <laughs> basically <laughs> yes and a little Perfect. bit of uh who framed roger rabbit a little bit s- interesting one but it was again for that time such a cool way to use this medium mm-hmm. is in live action it's just something that it's just so cool to even think about that they even thought about that mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i I, said, uh, I wish there was more of it um there is so let me know <laughs> so um brendan fraser specifically um acts into it, the monkey bone and um looney tunes back in action which was like a looney tunes revival movie that um mix live action and um the looney tunes animation another one that did that was uh space, space jam. jam everybody knows about space mm-hmm. jam space um, jam where it mixed live action and um, cartoon, cartoon, just any cartoon, it's and making them work together, which so cool. I love. I love that. That I think that's been a trend since like the beginning of animation, yeah. where it's. Um, and I'm talking about the original Space Jam, not mm-hmm. the, not the remake, well, not the remake, the the second one. Mm-mm. We don't acknowledge the second. We don't acknowledge the second. We don't one. acknowledge the second one. Re- one we recently all saw together. Mm-hmm. And that can tie into a different one as well. Puss in Boots. Puss in yes. Boots. Puss in Boots, so The Last, Last Wish, yes. specifically. Oh, um, my God. This movie. I think we mentioned that in the first ever We did. We because did. we were so excited. We were so excited. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, it brought me so much joy. And it kind of, you know, in the Shrek universe as mm-hmm. well. Just kind of seeing those characters. It's just... It was such a delight, especially like going as a 21 year old to the theater and just seeing everyone else much older (laughs) than like us going to see this movie. I appreciate it. It it was like, of course, they released the fourth, fifth and sixth or whatever Shrek movie. And like they had the original Puss in Boots movie. And then The Last Wish really did come through blazing it was a really good movie comparatively in my opinion um but it i feel like the success was that all of us kids who grew up with the original shrek kind of were all paying attention to the movie and it got really big because i don't know shrek was good um shrek and shrek 2 Shrek is Shrek, dude. Shrek is Shrek. Everybody knows what Shrek is. Love that universe. Mm-hmm. And then what we could also tie into it is into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Because how they use in in The Last Wish, mm-hmm. certain frame rates. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just it's love that style. It looks like a comic strip. It's That's so why cool. I love it so much. Um, my mom said, actually, she hates it because she f- gets a headache from it. Oh, my God. A little bit. So she couldn't yeah. watch Spider Man, which was really sad. But um, oh. I loved it. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. I just loved how you're constantly moving. It's just like you're in the actual comic. And Absolutely. It's just so cool. Um, little animation info dump into the Spider Verse. Um, actually, was one of the pioneer movies of mixing animation, and so um, kind of how animation's been slowing down before Into the Spider-Verse came out because it was just getting so stale, especially 3D animation, where it was just, they had one kind of style for 3D animation, and then Into the Spider-Verse came through and pioneered mixing um, 3D animation and 2D animation and all of that, and now we've got things like 
things like Puss in Boots, where it uses some 2D animation, some 3D animation, mixes uh, up the frame rates um, yeah. like they do with the different characters in Spider-Verse, which I will also info dump on later. Yeah. Um, like how they used death. How they used oh, death. In Puss in Boots. Up. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God. Even, like, I geek out about it just because it uh, just, like, uh, the amount of effort and hours it must have taken absolutely each frame rate it's just it's just such a masterpiece mm-hmm. mm, all of them all of them all of them all of them fantastic mr fox fantastic mr oh my god thir- and, and rango too yeah. fantastic mr so uh. rango's not stop motion rango is 3d yeah. but even so even so we gotta talk oh about rango but so um good. i want to mention just kind of some of my favorite true animations mm-hmm. mulan absolutely takes the cake um how to train your dragon Mm -hmm. is my all-time favorite animation movie of all time like Mm -hmm. nothing will ever beat how to train your dragon just because it has like other significance to me Mm -hmm. but oh my god this movie it, it just holds a candle in in my heart and i just absolutely love it monsters university or you know monsters inc Mm -hmm. big hero six Big Hero 6, Absolutely. a fan, respect. The Goofy movie. Absolutely. Hotel Transylvania. Ooh. <laughs> See, those are kind of one of my favorites. Hot take. Hot take. Just, Hot because, take. just because of Selena Gomez and just because of Mavis, the character. Mm-hmm. I just kind of oh. love. <laughs> kind of my end-all, be-all, mm. besides How to Train Your Dragon, Atlantis. Absolutely. Yeah. It is probably one of the first animations I ever saw mm-hmm. growing up by Sexual Awakening for both Milo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's oh my God. so amazing. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. And then someone was I was someone was talking about if they <laughs> I, I don't condone it. Mm hmm. But someone said if they wanted to make a live action, Danny DeVito as the mole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would pull it off. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. Anyway, so those are my favorites. Um, so I really love um some of the newer like Disney straight to Disney Plus um Disney movies, that being like Soul, Luca. I know Encanto came out in theaters, but Encanto <gasps> I want to Pixar can always oh make God. you cry. Oh yeah, Pixar absolutely. Pixar always makes you cry. It it, it jerks at the, your childhood nostalgia and, and oh. it makes you just I'll, I'll absolutely weep. later. Rango, obviously. Mm. Fantastic Mr. Fox, which we did mention in mm. passing. Um, but I love that movie. Love that movie. I haven't seen it in a hot minute. And then we will get into Ghibli later, but Spirited <gasps> Away, I Studio don't Ghibli like. Films? Wait, what? And Princess Mononoke is my favorite. Why mm. don't you not What? What's your favorite? Okay, what's your favorite Disney princess? I'd I'd say Mulan or Belle. Mm. Mm. Mulan mm. or Belle. Belle. I have to I have to sneak Rapunzel in real quick. Absolutely. I gotta sneak Rapunzel. Hot in. take. I really don't care for Rapunzel. I feel like I'm the. How do you feel about Tangled? I really don't care for the movie. Okay. Oh. It, I just really see. Don't. This is payback. This is payback for Spirited Away. Okay. Okay, but that also might be me. It's also because. To me, it's it's another white blonde girl. Her story doesn't seem unique to me. I grew up, like, I grew up, and literally we all know the main princesses were mainly white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the only one that was a person of color 
um, was Mulan. M- no, Mulan didn't come out till later. Jasmine, like, like later in two thousands. I'm talking Mulan about came out like '98. Oh yeah, she did. Okay, so but, <laughs> but Mulan wasn't like marketed as much as Jasmine. I agree with that. The the main like I feel like one of the main like peop- like women of color like mm-hmm. princesses that was marketed a lot was Jasmine. Agree, so yeah. that's why I have like as a kid I have an attachment to Jasmine even mm-hmm. though I think she's the worst and like the brattiest out of mm-hmm. them all mm-hmm. because I didn't have anyone else yeah, to connect no, 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 to like no. Snow White was mid Cinderella was mid like I I just don't really care because it seems like another white girl story valid I connected to it I I agree with the the copy I like I looked at it and I was like okay it yeah it's it. another like you know and it does give a little bit copy and paste a copy little bit. Pa- again, l- yeah, copy but, and paste. But, but, it does have a really beautiful story. Once you actually, like, look at it, and it has really beautiful characters. Um, And it was kind of one of those first, before Frozen, because this was before Frozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was one of those first kind of, she doesn't need a man. Because yeah. she wanted to go out and adventure. She wanted, she didn't care about like love i mean of course she had to have love at yeah, the end yeah cuz after that but then brave came out yeah yep. and then after that it was moana exactly then, yeah exactly yeah. That is so she really started it mm-hmm. she really kind of was that trailblazer I and that. i appreciate the simplicity of her story mm-hmm. as well because everyone knew rapunzel growing up but there was never i mean at least for us yeah because oh, yeah, you know I kids know. nowadays have the rapunzel tangled mm-hmm. but growing up we didn't have tangled we just heard of the rapunzel story yeah and when it finally came out it was kind of one of those first things that you hear of and you're like oh my god it's like a first real disney princess and that mm-hmm. we ever yeah. like a new one it's a new one it's yeah. a new one and it was just kind of it was our it was our um frozen yeah it was our generate our age groups frozen yeah that's fair yeah that's true that i didn't think about it like that yeah because we were like at least late middle school what's the when generation af- after us generation alpha alpha generation alpha is frozen yeah Gen yes e is yeah tangled yeah yes and then what are millennials um millennials and mulan no no yeah no olivia's right mulan my mulan is it i think it's mulan because um the disney renaissance came with belle and mulan and jasmine while cinderella sleeping beauty i think it was it was belle it was before then it was belle and mulan Mm -hmm. and then before that was probably ariel yeah yeah before that was ariel then you have cinderella and snow white boomers snow white White. White White or um boomers have snow white yeah boomers have snow white (laughs) boomers have snow white and cinderella oh this either goes check out yeah wow okay so one i wanted to mention Mm -hmm. because it's one of those niche animations that no one's really ever heard of Mm -hmm. and i understand (laughs) and i asked olivia and amber if they've seen it they haven't seen it it's called Fantastic Planet. First of all, it's it's in French. So <laughs> it's I know it's on HBO. Um, but it's only French and there's like no subtitles, which is really frustrating. But it's free on YouTube with subtitles, dubbed version. Mm. So essentially it's very futuristic. It takes place thousands of years in the future, where essentially, you know, aliens come to earth but it's no longer earth it's a different planet you know because it's anyway so 
aliens are now dominated on this earth mm-hmm. and they keep humans as pets essentially um it sounds really weird and disturbing came out uh 1973 it's 72 minutes long it was the french's first kind of start into animation mm-hmm. so it's one of their very first few fl- films it's very rudimentary very yeah. I- very amateur but if you can stick with it it is so interesting from a sociological standpoint mm-hmm. because essentially if you've ever read the article amber please tell me you've read this article because i feel like as a journalist you definitely should have read this article um nacnamara or it's like nacnamara or something like that i think i know what you where yes yes i know what you mean i don't know how it's american spell back spell backwards and it's it's like a whole essay that mm-hmm. is like looking at American culture from basically another uh, like another point another of view. lens, another yeah. point of view, and it just they explain uh, they explain rituals are just so weird. Yeah, they explain like brushing our teeth. They explain like cooking breakfast or like popping pills. Yeah, like, like taking medication and taking medication like and but they um, explain it in in such a again rudimentary and sociological yes. and anthropological. That is one of the first essays I think you read in mm-hmm. any sociology class. Yeah, I yeah, or at least I feel like you should. Yeah, exactly. Um, thank you for knowing that. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, that, that always stuck with me. It, that article is very very heavily influenced like by this animation Mm -hmm. um because essentially you're watching these aliens like live their everyday life but it looks weird it looks ritualistic it looks like from another point of view and you have to look at it from the fact that the aliens are as big as like the chrysler building and the human humans are human size mm-hmm. so no wonder the, you know they you know took over mm-hmm. the world and s- basically enslaved humanity and essentially it's a th- the movie is from a point of view of a little tiny baby who survives in the wild and he learns the aliens rituals and community and education and l- brings that to other wild humans and like teaches them the ways of the humans. You just have to stay till the end because honestly <laughs> it you watch it and you feel like you're watching like an entire, you know, society mm-hmm. and it's just a very interesting point of view and it the ending, I'm not going to spoil it, but like the ending leaves you wondering like what the hell this all means mm-hmm. and it's just really really cool and it's only 73 minutes long so you can pop it real quick get it done real quick yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like i said it's free on youtube yeah. so yeah free on youtube mm-hmm. um it's called fantastic planet fantastic mm-hmm. planet mm-hmm. so highly recommend if you very much really so. want to impress people with your film <laughs> mm-hmm. skills Niche film skills. Niche film skills. Niche film skills. Yeah. I don't know how to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so many we could still go in depth. So something that I forgot to mention in my list um, was Treasure Planet. Yes. Um, so Treasure Ooh. Planet is a is Treasure Island in space, basically. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting and really well done. 
um, Treasure Planet was actually, so this is all just out of my memory, so I don't know if all of this is correct, but Treasure Planet um, was actually a, like a love child, a love project, um, the, the animators and the directors, um, and they were trying to get it off the ground for so long. Um, I don't remember what movies they were, but they worked um, originally the on a Prince Wolf. of Egypt? No, it was the um, creators of the movie uh, pitched the movie to Disney and um, were told, that's really interesting. We're going to put you on the, this other movie. And that happened three times in a row where they um, tried to pitch this movie to Disney and were told, okay, go over here. And then they finally got it off the ground and it bombed in the box office because um, Disney forced the movie to come out on... The weekend of something. It was the weekend, yeah, it was the same weekend as another top-selling movie that did really well in the box office. <gasps> it was Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, another oh, another amazing one that we didn't mention. Mm -hmm. oh, Can we talk about Ratatouille? I didn't mention, I didn't mention Ratatouille. Oh! What? Okay, okay, you could go oh with Arthur. Oh my I just god! Talk about Ratatouille. Ratatouille is great. That's it. That's my mention. Shame on me for not mentioning this. Okay, another one of my Arthur favorites. Arthur and the Invisible. <coughs> Arthur and the Mini Boys. <coughs> Wait, why is it called Arthur and the Invisible? I'm going to explain it. Okay, <laughs> so it. <laughs> I have a little bit of an info dump. This movie, I again, it was one of those animations that I watched gr watch growing up. A fever dream. Mm -hmm. Don't remember ever like really seeing it. And then I think it was a couple months ago that I finally sat down and like looked at it. I was like, I want to rewatch that because I remember rewatching it when I was like seven years old. So I found out that you, I had to pay for it on a streaming service and I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> so I went to go on YouTube to see if anyone had posted the whole film because <laughs> that's what you do. And I saw that someone did post the whole movie, but it was Arthur and the Minimoys. And I remember watching Arthur and the, Inv and the Invisibles mm -hmm. in, th in theaters. So, to my chagrin, I watched the movie. And there is a whole bunch of scenes that were not in Arthur and the Invisibles and that were in Arthur and the Minimoys. Because this movie was directed by Luc Besson. The one who did Fifth Element. Mm -hmm. My all-time favorite movie, Fifth Element. So, the same director, Luc Besson, directed this. Mm -hmm. First of all, A-list cast is amazing. Like, uh, Who is it? David Bowie. Oh, my God. Oh, really? my God. That's all David you Bowie say. plays the villain. David Bowie. I know. I know. This is what I'm saying. So, this movie. Okay. So, I, I'm watching Arthur oh and the Minimoys. No way Snoop Dogg's in it. Snoop Madonna, Dogg. Jimmy Fallon. Oh I'm God. saying okay. this cast is A-list. Okay. okay. I need to watch that movie. Okay. <laughs> we need to watch this movie. Okay. So, anyway. And now everyone needs to watch it. <sighs> so, this movie. I watched Arthur and the Minimoys, and I was like, okay, but I remember watching Arthur and the Invisible. This, this doesn't make sense. So, the further I look, turns out Luc Besson is a French director. And... He usually has different cuts for his movies. Mm -hmm. Ones that come out in France, ones that come out internationally. Mm -hmm. So, if you watch Arthur and the Minimoys, <laughs> there are reasons why they cut it out of the American version, because they are not PG. <laughs> what? There's, I mean, it's like, 
it's PG, but it's like on the very brink of like PG. It's like yeah. cutting it. Um, cause there's like the, with the whole scene with Snoop Dogg, they're smoking in the scene. Mm-hmm. They're literally smoking weed <laughs> in the scene, but they're, it's like under, you know, innuendos yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. but th- that's whole scene is cut and it's actually reanimated to be a drinking scene in theaters in th- America. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there's like at least 12 minutes of additional film mm-hmm. with Arthur and the Minimoys. It is so good, <laughs> and it has a and there's uh, Arthur in the Mini Moys too. There's, but those ones aren't good. <laughs> those <laughs> th- no 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 we don't talk about them. Uh, but the first one is oh it's it's definitely one of those where it's like I had a a very much hyper fixation for like a week, <laughs> and I just had to know everything about this movie, and mm-hmm. it is so cool. But again, it bombed in the box office mm-hmm. because it was again a, a, like very very experimental. It was it was live animation. It was live action with animation because mm-hmm. it turned into animation and then turned back into live action. Mm-hmm. So cool! Please please go watch it. Watch Arthur and the Mini Moys, not Arthur and the Invisibles, if you want to get the deluxe version. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting, and again, you're it's you're not bored, because <laughs> uh, again, twelve additional m- minutes of film. This is ninety point three KRMU. This is Movie Musts. I'm Mari, and I'm Amber, and I'm Olivia. Thank you so much for listening. And next week is our last episode, mm. so come and join us. Bye.